Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, my message is about women. I want to talk about women today. Not only about a mom, but also other women can understand the scripture. It may be a little bit heavy subject, but I think it's good to clarify in the church and in the body of Christ. Let us pray and ask the Lord to teach all of us. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word, and we want to understand the truth, the revelation of heaven. We want to be fruitful and effective for you, Lord. We want to grow up. We don't want to be baby Christians, and we want to see all the women in the church be used of you and be, Lord, anointed by the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, full of faith and love, and they will see their children inherit the land, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who will talk to all of us today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, my message is to defend women in the church. There is a doctrine in the body of Christ that say that women must keep quiet in the church and cannot say anything in the church. And I just want to share with you that that doctrine is totally wrong. Those who come up with that doctrine quote these two scripture: First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verses thirty-four and thirty-five. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is shameful for women to speak in church. That's one of the scripture they quote. Another one is in First Timothy chapter two, verses eleven to fifteen. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. These two passages of scripture were written by the same apostle, the apostle Paul. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority. Over a man, but to be in silence. For Adam was found first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman, being deceived, fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness, and self-control. Before we go on to learn about. Woman can speak in the church or not? Let me clarify about the Greek language here. The Greek language for the word "man" has only can be translated into either "man" or "husband." There's no difference between "man" and "husband." In the same way, the Greek language for the word "woman," "gyne," G-Y-N-E. That's why we call gynecology. The doctor who treat the woman. Problem. 
the uterus or ovary or give birth. Gaine can be also translated in the Bible, woman or wife. There is no such word separate the woman and wife. When you look at these two passages of the scripture, you can see that the context of the scripture is not about all the women in the world, but it indicates only wives. Therefore, certain Bible version translate this way: Let the wife keep silence in the assembly. For it is not permitted them to speak, but let them be in subjection, as also say the law. So, certain version of the Bible talk about this woman as wife, not as just woman in general. My dear brother and sister, you need to understand the context of these two passages. That certain teacher in the body of Christ. Put out a doctrine that woman must keep silent in the church. Keep your mouth shut and don't say anything. The context of these two passages: number one, Apostle Paul talk about wife, not woman in general. Number two, he talk about learning something and asking some question or teaching something. So you need to understand the context is about wife and also. The teaching, learning, and asking question. So I gonna put these scriptures in the sense of wife and husband, not as woman in general. But before I go on to give you more understanding about this scripture, I know this is a heavy subject today. Just be patient with me. Number one, you need to understand that the background of these two. Passage of the scripture or two texts here is that number one, woman in that generation, in Paul generation, had no education, had no training in scripture, and no understanding of philosophy. They are all housewife and they don't have any good training in education at all. Number two, in these two churches, there were some problems. Only in these two churches, number one. They had some false teacher in the church. Number two, there was some quarrelling and some unpeaceful situation. People raised their voice and have argument and talk back to each other in a very ungodly manner in these two churches. So the context of these two scripture came from the problem that happened in this Corinthian church and the church in Ephesus that Timothy was looking after. So, if you don't say woman is the wife, just generally woman, you need to understand that Paul was writing this scripture to beg them to keep peace in the church. Don't yell at each other. Don't raise your voice, especially woman. Don't raise your voice against your husband in the church. That is the context. For example, Pastor Da is a very good wife. She always submit to me. Any time we want to make decision in the church together, we will talk at home, and we discuss about the scripture and also the heart of the Holy Spirit in the church. What we want to do, we come in agreement before we come to the meeting. And when we come to the meeting, she let me speak, because as her husband, I'm the head of the household. She will let me speak, and if she wants 
to make some comment, she will raise her hand first and say, "Can I say something?" If she sit close to me, she will whisper to my ear and say, "Honey, can I make a comment?" She always respect her husband in the meeting. She will not put me down. She will not make me lose face in front of public. Always honor the husband, and that is the spirit that Paul tried to say. Because in First Timothy chapter two, when the Bible say teach and have authority over a man, that means that the wife try to usurp or try to steal the authority from the husband and try to push the husband down in front of public. But the topic is not about husband and wife today. I just want to talk about can woman speak in the church? Because Paul say, let your woman keep silent in the churches. Let a woman learn in silence with all submission. So we're going to look into this doctrine where the woman can speak in the church or not. And today, Mother Day, yes, we deal with ladies in the church, and I want to encourage you with this teaching today. First of all, we must understand the law of scriptural interpretation. Any time you want to interpret or make a doctrine out of a scripture or passage of scripture, you must make sure that the interpretation will not contradict other passages of the scripture. Everything in the Bible must go along together in harmony. So we're going to look at the whole Bible, the many scripture in the Bible, instead of lifting one scripture out and try to make your own doctrine. False teaching happen when you pull one scripture out and make a doctrine that is contradictory to other passages of scripture. I give you example. One teacher say in the body of Christ, one day all the people in the world, including Satan and demon, will be saved and go to heaven. They quote the scripture, Second Peter chapter three verse nine. It's not God's will for all to perish. So they think that it means everybody will not perish. And then they quote the scripture from Matthew chapter 19:26. All things are possible with God. So if all things are possible with God, and also God doesn't want anyone to perish, it means God can save the devil, God can save demon, and God can save evil people who never repent. But they don't look at other scripture in the Bible that says. Whoever believe and be baptized shall be saved, and those who don't believe will be condemned. They totally ignore that scripture. Now, talking about the woman, let's look at other scripture together, and I will make a conclusion. In First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse five, this scripture was written by the same apostle, the apostle Paul. He said, "But every woman who prays and prophesies." With her head uncovered, dishonors her head, for that is one and the same as if her head was shaved. I can emphasize the first sentence. But every woman who prays and prophesies, when you pray, you make some voice, you speak up. You can pray in the prayer meeting. Is the prayer meeting a church? Yes, church meeting. Can you pray in the sanctuary? Yes, you can pray, and you speak up. Prophesize. What does it mean? Prophesize. The word prophecy is very general term, which means speaking 
under the inspiration of God. Whatever God say to you, and you speak under inspiration, can be a prophecy. It can be word of encouragement. It can be words that exhort people or build people up, and it can be done in the preaching and teaching time. So prophecy include teaching under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as well. So if we change this scripture to every woman who prays and teaches under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in the church, I believe Paul will not write the letter to contradict himself. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, a while ago, we said we read that woman must keep silent, but this one woman can pray and prophesy and can speak up. In Acts chapter 2, verses 16 to 18. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, say God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Not just your son, your daughters too. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, maid servant, a woman, is that right? I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Did the Bible say that God will pour the spirit on, on, only on men or both men and women? God can pour his spirit on both men and women. The Bible says that in the kingdom of God, there is neither Greek nor Jew. There is neither American or Thai or Chinese. There is neither slave or master. There is neither man nor woman. In the kingdom of God, everyone is totally equal in value, and God can anoint anybody to serve him, to speak for him, and to minister in the name of Jesus. So that's what the scripture tried to say. Many churches that don't believe in the anointing of women say you cannot preach on the pulpit as a woman. You cannot prophesy on a microphone because that is the church. But you can teach children in the Sunday school. Let me ask this question. Is a Sunday school the church? The Bible says when two or three gather together in the name of Jesus, he is there. The church is not the building. People can have church in the field, in the living room, in the bus. When Christians gather together, commit to one another and talk about God, worship God and talk about the word of God, they are a church. So the Sunday school is a church too, but why those people who resist the woman who can speak in the church say that the woman can teach the Sunday school? Is it amazing? So let me continue to show you that according to the Bible, women can speak in the assembly. Look at Acts chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. 120 people gathered together as the first church in Jerusalem, in the upper room. And look at what happened. In that room, there was only men, or there, was, there were men and women. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, 
James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. They were having a church meeting with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. 120 disciples, including men and women, received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that they spoke in tongue very out loud to the point that the whole city could hear their voice. Did women in that room speak? Yes. Did they pray? Yes. So you have to look at other scripture that women can speak in the church as well. Look at the house of Cornelius. The house of Cornelius, composed of Cornelius, his wife, his daughters, and his son, and other maid servant. What happened in the Cornelius house with the Holy Spirit came down in that house in Acts chapter 10, 44 to 46. Why Peter was still speaking these words? The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. The whole household, including wife, daughters, maybe nieces, and maidservant, all spoke out loud in other languages. And they magnified God. And is that the church meeting? Yes. A lot of people gathered together, heard the message, and they worshiped God and prayed to God, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. I try to convince all of you to see that we must believe that women can speak and prophesy, teach and lead the church. Now, let's look at certain women in the New Testament when the Holy Spirit came upon them. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 42. Now Mary arose in those days. Mary, this is the mother of Jesus. And went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Can a woman filled be filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. What happened after she was filled with the Holy Spirit? Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I believe when they met together, Zacharias was standing there, and Maybe the maid servant was there, people around there. They have a good meeting there together, like a church. And the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth. Later on, in verses 46 to 55, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and Mary spoke the word of prophecy for a long time. Mary was filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking by the inspiration of God in front of public. So you can see now, women speak again in the meeting. Let's look at Luke chapter 2, 36 to 38. Now there was one 
Anna, a prophetess. What does it mean, a prophetess? A female, a feminine prophet. A prophet is the one who receives the inspiration or the word of prophecy from God and speak. The daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple. She was there all the time in the temple, in, in public. But served God with fastings and prayers, night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him, spoke of Jesus, to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. This prophetess, this woman, spoke in the temple under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Again and again and again, the scriptures say that a woman can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak the word from God. So you can see that the doctrine that says that women cannot speak in the church is totally wrong. A woman can prophesy, can pray out loud, can be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in the assembly. Amen? You see now, again and again. Look at another one. In Acts chapter 18, verse 26. So she began to speak boldly in the synagogue. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Aquila and Priscilla heard him, Priscilla is the wife, Aquila is the husband, heard Apollos, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Brother and sister, Priscilla, the wife of Aquila, taught the scripture to Apollos. And they used their house as a church. Can a woman teach the Bible? Like Priscilla. The book of Acts say, Priscilla taught Apollos. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and she spoke the word of God in that home. It doesn't have to be a cathedral or a big church. Home, a home group can be like a church. Again and again, we can see that God can use women. I have another scripture to read. In Psalm chapter 68, verse 11. Let me read and then explain to you. Psalm 68, verse 11. The Lord gave the word, actually gave the good news. Great was the company, the word company in Hebrew language means a group of women, not a group of men. A group of women, the company, of those who proclaim it. This is a prophetic word in the book of Psalm. The book of Psalm says that the Lord gave the good news. What is the good news? We are sinners, we are lost, and Jesus came to show God, to teach the word, to make disciples, to perform miracles, and one day he went to the cross and died. He shed his blood to pay for our sin. He took our curses on his body so that we can be blessed. 
He was rejected by the Father so that we can be accepted by God. He died so that we can live. He was whipped on the whipping post, and by His stripes we can be healed. He became poor on the cross so that we could be rich. In fact, in my mission trip this time, one of the great testimonies from a lot of people is that they came out from debt and poverty, and now the business is booming. They have more money. They got healed. I have so many testimonies, but I did not have time to share. God healed them. God gave them provision. God performed miracle for them. So many great things that come through the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news. And do you know who were the first group of people that proclaimed the good news? A group of women who went to the tomb and did not see the body of Jesus in that tomb. Later on, they met Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. And Jesus spoke to them. You go back to tell your brother and sister that I am alive. Who was the first group that spoke the good news? Who? The group of women. And they keep speaking to everybody in that generation that my Lord is alive. He's not dead anymore. He is not in the tomb anymore. He was raised from the dead. The woman preached the good news before even men. Actually, men ran away. Peter ran away. Everyone else ran away. The woman was were the one who went to the tomb without fear and saw that Jesus was resurrected. Amen? So come to this point. My question to you, can women be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak the prophetic words? You can. Okay, let me give you some uh, options here. Number one, definitely, it's God's will for the husband or the father to be on fire, to be the head of the household, to know the Bible, to teach their children, to lead the family. That is the best condition, is that the husband really leads the family. Know the scripture. Lead the family to church every Sunday. Bring the kids, the wife, to the church every Sunday. Serve God in the church. And at the same time, the wife support him and serve in different ministry. But in certain family, the husband is weak and doesn't know the Bible doesn't care much about God. In that situation, should the woman keep quiet and they do not teach their kids the scripture? No. They need to speak up and speak the word of God in the home. Pray for the husband. They can speak the scripture to their kids to train their kids in the biblical way. They can serve. Can a woman really become a pastor Apostle, prophet, and teacher in the body of Christ? Yes. Because the Bible never say that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been given only to men. The gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to both men and women. So a woman can be a pastor, can preach and teach the word of God, can prophesy. The woman can really 
teach the Sunday school and also can lead a local church. In fact, many churches that we planted around the world are being led by women because either they're single or because the husband is not a believer, so they have to. Do something. You cannot say because your husband is not a believer, then you cannot lead the church. I'm not talking about the household. I mean, lead the church. One of the female pastor in our group of churches, the husband is not a believer, but her gift is a teacher and a pastor. And actually, I just met him this trip too. And I and Pastor Dad tried to convince him to believe in Jesus, but he said, "Oh, it's not timing yet. It's not timing yet." Before she took the position of a pastor of a local church, her two sons already backslid completely, walked away from God. A few years ago, I went to Thailand. She decided to lead the church. Now the church has maybe about 120 people, from starting from zero. She led people to Christ. She ministered every Sunday. Now both sons came back to God because they came to help the mom. To build a church and to get involved in the ministry, at least two sons saved now. We are waiting for the husband to be saved. But should we say that oh, because your husband is not saved, you cannot teach, you cannot be a leader in the church. You have to separate the issue. Every woman is called by God to do something for the kingdom of God. If the husband doesn't want to do anything with God, it doesn't mean that she has to sit still do nothing. Because she is still a daughter of God, no matter what the husband is doing, amen. So today, in conclusion, I want to say to all the women that let God use you, let God anoint you. Don't stay shy. Don't stay away from the calling of God in your life. Definitely, you need to pray for your husband. Definitely, you need to submit yourself to your husband in your home. Amen. But when you walk into the church building, even though you honor your husband, but you also have the calling upon your life. I and Pastor Da always talk about this. She said that in the church we wear different hats. When she come up to preach, she wear the hat of the teacher and pastor. I was sitting there, keep my mouth shut, and listen to her. When we go home, I wear the hat of the husband, and she follow me. But when we Walk in a different situation that God used her, then she wear another hat. We need to understand the anointing is on somebody. We should not quench that anointing. Amen. The anointing can be on the woman, and the woman can speak up, encourage people. And I want to encourage all the women in this room and who listen to this teaching. It's so important that you follow what the Bible say here. That everything you do and everything you say, you do it under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Always call the Holy Spirit to fill you up. When you want to correct your children, you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up and speak to your children with authority, love, and faith. When you want to say something on the phone, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. Don't speak anything out of your flesh. Be a spiritual woman. Speak everything out from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it really works every time. Actually, I just came back from Thailand, and my father wanted to sell his whole land 
which is about maybe 200 million bahts, and he want to give part of it, big part of it, to uh, to the ministry that I do in Thailand. My older brother was not very happy about it because he was not a believer. He did not want my dad to share money to the gospel. My dad is a believer, so I was standing there with my dad and my older brother. And my older brother was so mean and so and yelling about this issue. Then the Holy Spirit came on me, and I turned to him and spoke about ten sentences under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. My brother calmed down and nod his head and say, "I agree." That's it. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I did not have to argue with him. I did not have to yell. I just was speaking under the anointing, under the Holy Spirit. And this happened also to me about a month ago. One family came to my house. I just want to encourage you: speak everything under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Even though I give my own example, but you woman can do the same thing. Do like Elizabeth. You can do like Mary. You can do like Anna. You can do like what Joel chapter two say: God pour the Holy Spirit on you, and you shall prophesy and speak under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. About a month ago, a family, a group of people, of the whole family, husband and wife, and also a few sons came to my house. The wife is not a believer, and she wear Buddha on her chest here. The sons came in with a little bit unhappy face. Why come to this house to listen to this guy? The husband was opened; he was not a believer yet. When we sat down together, I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me, so that I can speak under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I mean, they all make very unhappy face except the husband. Only the husband was open to me. All the rest were very unhappy. Was unhappy. And when I began to speak under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, suddenly the wife, her eye perk up, and say, "Can I have a Bible?" And after 15 minutes, all of them accepted Jesus Christ. I did not speak under my flesh. I did not speak because of I'm a great intelligent man. I was speaking. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, ladies in this room, the moms in this room, when you raise your kids, when you talk to your husband, when you talk to people, learn how to walk under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and you speak up with love and faith under the unction. You fill with the Holy Spirit, and you will see a lot of good result. Because you are not speaking under the flesh or by the flesh, but you speak by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In conclusion today, number one, the doctrine that say that woman must keep silent in the church, shut your mouth, is wrong. Woman can speak, can preach, can lead, can prophesy, according to the whole Bible. Number two, woman, if you want to raise your kids to love God. Make sure you are filled with the Holy Spirit, 
and speak by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, by faith and in love. Amen. Amen. Number three, all women, you should respond to the call of God in your life. You should not be intimidated by any man, by any wrong doctrine. You can serve the Lord. You can be used of God. And when you serve God and love God, the blessing of Abraham will come upon you and to the thousand generations, to your grandkids and your great-grandkids. Today, I know it's a heavy subject, but I want to encourage all of you, especially women, to rise up and serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. How many ladies in this room say, use me, Lord? Raise your hand up. Praise God. Before I finish the sermon, I would like to ask a very simple question. Anyone of you in this room don't know Jesus Christ? Or you know Jesus Christ, but you walk away from Him for a period of time? God wants you to come back home. I did not come from Christian home. I came from Buddhist home. And I want to tell you, nothing is better than to walk with Jesus. You need Jesus. You need to be saved. You need to be in the kingdom of God. This world, we face two kingdoms. You cannot stand in the middle. You can either choose the kingdom of God or you choose the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says the enemy, the thief, does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus came to give you life and give it more abundantly. I make a choice to follow Jesus because he gave me life. I don't want to follow the devil. I don't want to follow Satan. One day when I leave this world, I want to go to heaven. I want to receive rewards from God. I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. If you follow me to Thailand, you will see the demons are real. Spiritual world is real. They come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. In America, you may not see that much, but they are around. They are everywhere. Maybe different manifestations. I just want to encourage you. Choose God today. Choose Jesus today. Choose heaven. Choose to be the righteous. Choose blessing, not cursing. Choose the way of God. God is real. Jesus is so real. And He's not a dead God. He is the living God. Amen? Amen. Choose Him today. If you want to do that, I will lead you to prayer. And ask God to come into your life. Ask Jesus to come into your life. How many people say, I want to be a child of God? Raise your hand up. Raise up high. High, high, high. Don't be shy. Can you imagine... If a millionaire come in and say, I want to adopt you to be my child and my inheritance will be yours. And if he asks you, you want to be my child, you raise your hand like this. If a billionaire come in this room and say, you want to be my child and get my inheritance and you raise your hand like this. Wow. How you raise your hand? 
I want to be a child of the billionaire, and God is richer than the billionaire. Amen. It's so wonderful to be a child of the Most High God, who created the heavens and the earth. Amen. Choose God today. Amen. If you want to do that, pray with me. Close your eyes and follow my prayer. Talk to God, not to me. Father in heaven, I want to come back home. You are my Creator. You are my Father. Lord, I repent of my sin. Forgive me, Lord. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God. He is my Lord and my Savior. Lord, I choose the blessing. I choose the kingdom of God. I choose heaven. From today on, Lord Jesus, dwell in my life. I will walk with you every day. Teach me, Lord. Fill me with your grace. Thank you, Lord. From today on. I call myself a disciple of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that my name is recorded in the book of life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I would like to pray for all the moms in this room that from now on you will walk under the anointing of the Holy Spirit with wisdom, with faith and love, and you can raise your kids to become godly. You will see victory in your life, and we have a gift to give to you as well from the church. If you are the moms, could you please stand up, and we will pray together. Hallelujah! All the moms, stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for all these mothers. We believe, Father, as you use an anointed Ruth, Esther. Mary, Elizabeth, many godly women recorded in the Bible. You show your grace to them, Lord. In this generation, in the same way, Lord, you shower your grace and your favor and anointing upon their life. They shall be full of wisdom, faith. Love, the blessing, the favor of God. From now on, they will learn how to walk under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They shall hear your voice. They shall raise the children to become godly, who fear the Lord. Lord, 
bless the work of their hand. Give them more wisdom and victory, breakthrough, good breaks, victory belongs to them, Father. Thank you, Lord. I believe the desire of their heart shall be fulfilled. Whenever they prayers, whenever they make petition to heaven, you shall answer them, Lord. Keep them in good health. Keep keep them in prosperity. The favor of God will go before them and stay behind them as well to protect them, Lord. Their home will be the place of the presence of God. Heaven come down into their home, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless them together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thankful.